Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today's guest is Jack Stafford, who is a time who, you know, he had a he had a toy boy. I want to say tomboy, but he had a toy boy lifestyle in Amsterdam that led to a breakdown after his fashion business failed to living as a nomadic troubadour. I had to actually look up what Troubadour meant. I was like, what is a Troubadour? There's a club named Troubadour in L.A. that I frequented. But I was like, I don't know what that means. So we're going to figure We're going to find out what that means. Um, he visited 45 countries by bicycle. Not even he didn't say bike, bicycle. That, 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 that sounds smaller than a bike. I don't I don't know what bicycle is. It's not like it broke down, like had a little basket on the front. But he visited 45 countries by bicycle. That That's how serious the breakdown was when you get on a bicycle you're like i'm out of here <laughs> um and he played over 700 house concerts in return for a place to sleep so he's on a bicycle with nowhere to sleep and and he's playing to to sleep to to not get laid but to lay that out see this <laughs> supposed to be a pg that's what happened here uh he developed all these experiences. he developed through all these experiences uh countless self-help books and podcast and Vipassana meditation. Um, his self-help project is the middle piece in a trilogy of body, mind, spirit albums. The body was tackled with his own Ayurvedic songs, which I'm so excited to, to talk about. Um, Jack lives in seclusion in the south of Italy. Oh, yeah. Parla italiano un poco o bisogno di pratica. When not making music, he is an Ayurvedic practitioner, meditation teacher, Acro Yoga Dilettante, I had to look that up too, and Permaculture Gardener. He, he's a touring cyclist, student of metaphysics, I had to look that up also, and Italian representative of the Aetherius uh, Society, I had to look that up too. Uh, he also hosts another podcast called The Mysticast. I did not have to look that up, but I did listen to it. Welcome to the, the podcast, Jack Stafford. Hello, Leo. Thanks for having me. What an introduction. Wow. You did what your research. A, what an introduction, bro. Like, this is, um, there's so many things I want to peel the layers back on. First of all, I'm glad you're here. And, and what drew me to you is that you make uh, positive music. And I don't want to say positive. That's not the word. Uplifting music. So much music right now is... Um, Wow, I, I can't even describe it right now. It's, it's a lot of club music. The lyrics are, I have to cut it off when my mom's around. And Oof. I know, I know. And and I know that there's different genres of music and there's different artists within those genres and everybody covers a different thing. But uh, I love the, the link you sent me. Um, uh, I forget, what's the name of the song that you, you sent me in the, in the email? Was it the one about Elicacy Deborah, the, the asthma? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What was the title of that one? It was like something about perfection and life is perfect. Oh, no, everything is perfect. That's another one. Yes. That's a, a very inspirational song about how life, everything is perfect. You just, you haven't looked at it. You just haven't looked at it in the right way. So I, I want to peel back the layer on that because as I'm listening to the songs, one of the things I'm always talking to uh, my clients about and also that my therapist talks to me about is progress, not perfection. So when I hear that word, everything is perfect, how are you um, framing that? Well, that's a great question. So that song actually was written because with my, my own podcast, Pod Songs, after we've had a conversation like this, I go into a very small dark room with my guitar and I don't come out until I've got a song inspired by the conversation so i do a lot more work than you leo after the show your 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 work is done you know i on my show it's i slog and after we go into production we record a whole we go into the studio with other musicians it's a it's a it's a well it's a lot of work and actually that the song everything is perfect was inspired by a conversation i had with a, a meditation teacher in brazil and he has tattooed on his arm um, everything is perfect in in uh, Portuguese, obviously. Um, so that was it. so when he showed me his arm at the end of the song, I thought, well, 
you know, there's the song. I've got to do that. So that's the, uh, that was how the whole song came about. And it, it was from his lyrics. I don't really claim to, to see things with that godlike perfection. I, I can't really tell you how everything is perfect because personally, I don't, um, I don't experience that, but I, I'm, I'm working my way there. Uh, you know, on, I, I do like the idea of everything is perfect in that because to me, there's a difference between uh, things are perfect and there's a difference between that and perfection, right? Where things are perfect, meaning as things are right now, this is, it can't get any better than the way things are right now. Like we mm. can't change the, 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 the present at this moment. Now we can have an influence on how we move forward from now. But right now, if I go, okay, everything is perfect, then that kind of says, oh, I don't, I don't have to change a million things. I can mm. relax, right? Like e even if you're, you're in, a, in a car accident, right? Or you're in a hospital and, and you're sick, um, it's it just, this is as good as it's gonna get. I think when we think about perfect, we think about everything being in place, when if we zoom out of our experience we realize everything is perfect because our experience is a part of a, a bigger picture you know what i mean so like yeah. i i have to go through what i'm going through so that maybe other people can learn from it and we can grow it's just like uh you know people have cancer or have other diseases uh, they have to have those diseases so that we can study those diseases and maybe find a cure not to just that disease, but three other diseases. So in, in the bigger picture, everything is perfect because everything is moving as it should be because everything is feeding the next thing. Also, like when, what you're saying brings to mind, like Eckhart Tolle says, like being in the now, you know, what problems do you have in the now? You know, okay, if you're, if you're actually in the middle of the car crash, okay, there's a problem. but. 99.99% of the time, what the situation now doesn't actually, we're not actually worrying about now. We're worrying about what's happening tomorrow or what's happening in the future or what just happened. We're never in the present and the present is perfect. You know, it, it, I love that you brought up the analogy of the car crash because it, it, in that moment of uh, impact, right? If somebody hits you and there's a, there's a very small window, right? It's like 0. 0.0000 seconds mm -hmm. where you're aware that you're flying forward or about to hit the uh, airbag, hopefully. I've never been in a car crash. Oh, okay. Enough. All right, I've been have in you, car Have crashes. you been in a crash? Oh, yeah, I've been in like 12. And... Driving or as passengers? Uh, 11, not driving. One, I was driving. But never hurt. Never, never not driving. Yeah, never injured. You're, you're not a lucky guy, Leo, are you? I, I, <laughs> well, I'm lucky because I've never been injured. I've never, never been, you've been in a, You've been in 11 I've, car I've, crashes. I've walked, out of, I've walked out of every single one of my car accidents. And these were big crashes? I mean, these, these I, were... T-boned, hit a street light, street light fell, car spinning around. Um, yeah. I'm, wow. I'm, you have I a whole am... collection of car crashes. That's almost <laughs> enough car crashes for an album. I, I feel like you have a song, a new song coming on. I do. <laughs> Gosh, so you're uh, an authority on car crashes. Yeah. So that, that space between stimulus and response, Victor Frankl writes about this. Uh, we there's. I have a song about him. You have a, about, about Victor Frankl, who wrote I Man's do, yes. Search for Meaning. Um, there's yeah, a yeah. there's a, a peace. There's a um, there's a a, a tranquility because. Uh, you're you're so not in control between impact and uh outcome there's that small window and there's a it's like a feeling of freedom where everything is perfect it's so fascinating wow. does know? it move in slow motion are you like it's it, time it slow really down? does i you know i had an asthma attack on uh, uh i was like about three thousand feet up and i didn't it was my first one i, I didn't even know i had asthma and so I thought I was having a heart attack and thought I was going to die. 
And I remember looking We're at gonna the birds. going to die from type 2 diabetes, though. I yeah, type, yep, type 2 diabetes is going to take me out. So There's always something out there, right? That, like, <laughs> life, life likes to keep the interest. I might get kidnapped during this episode and, and have to, like, fight my way back, you know? Have to, like, kick open the trunk well, and, and keep, roll keep out of the recording, because that'll car. be dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be a great episode. And a great song and a great video. All, all of it. All, all oh, of it. Yeah. One, three, four, one. It's going to be your biggest, <laughs> best episode ever. And um, and, and so when I was having that asthma attack, you know, I just looked at the birds and I just thought how beautiful the birds were, how beautiful the breeze felt and how supported I felt. I, I was sitting against a tree and everything was perfect, even though I was like, I think I'm about to die. But it there was such I experienced such beauty in that moment. There wasn't fear. There wasn't regret. There wasn't like, oh, I should have done. Blah. It was just like, wow, look at that bird soaring. You know, feel that, feel the breeze. Wow. So well, everything is perfect if we can take a breath, mm. inhale, and just take in the moment, you know? Have you ever had an NDE, like a proper one where you've been floating over the body? I, so during my meditation, I know that you're big on meditation. I've had... Uh, f- feelings uh, synonymous with like feeling like an astronaut, like I'm floating okay. in space. Like astral projection, that is when you float is, out of the body. Is that what that is? That's what that is. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very rare that I can get there. But when oh, yeah. I do, it's like I'm like, I never want to leave this space. I can see how meditation becomes addictive. Has that been your yeah. experience? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I've had a few experiences like that, but... Um... A lot of the time, because I did these 10-day Vipassana retreats. Have you ever done one of them? I signed up for it, and then a week before I was going to go, I canceled it. But Why? tell me your experience. You, you know, I, I, the girl I was going to go with, we broke up. And I was like, I don't know. if because So we had signed up for this before the breakup, obviously. And then I was like, I don't know if oh my 10 God. days together in silence well you're separated just, your man and women are separated you never yeah i think we would have found a way to each other you know what i'm saying it's oh. it, 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 so i was like i don't know that's if a, good a good reason idea. okay I'll, I'll let you go that one but it's tough man i mean uh, you're, you're sitting there for 10 days you know you, the alarm goes at 4 30 in the morning you know you splash yourself with a bit of water you stagger out to the room you you hobble down to the meditation room and you sit there for two hours waiting for breakfast and you know, this is normal guys like me. You're, you're probably floating by this point. You know, you're out your body above the meditation hall. But uh, yeah, I'm just sitting there in pain. Then you have breakfast and you go back and you do another two or three or four hours. I think it adds up to about 12 hours meditation a day. You know, these hour sessions and it's, it's tough, man. I mean, you know, really hard. Yeah. So what, it's, it's so hard to sit with yourself. And I've noticed, um, with the holidays wow, coming yeah, up, if you try been, meditation, yeah, I've been wanting to meditate longer. What, what were the feelings, emotions like? What, what's the trajectory that you experienced during the ten day meditation? Was it like, oh, the first three days were awful, then the next three days were peaceful, then the last three days were um, a mix of it? Like, what was the emotional experience through those? 10 you know, days? well, everyone, everyone's worried about going in there, and they say, you know. I'm going to be worried about the isolation or the, you know, the not because you can't have no, there's no phone. It's you're in silence. You can't speak to anyone. Uh, you can ask the teacher some questions, but you're not supposed to distract the other two students. So yeah, you're just sitting there. And the worst thing is that you, you don't shut up your, your monkey mind, you know, is still interviewing you. you the podcast in your head does not ever finish. I don't know if you have this problem as well, but uh I think most people do just just this endless endless narration and I haven't got past that yet. So even during that 45 country bike ride, I mean it didn't quiet the mind at all. Were, no, was your mind racing as much along. as your feet? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid so the gruesome truth and this really gets us to the to the problem, you know, and 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 you know, your, what your podcast is all about and, you know, suicidal thoughts and are just because we don't have control of our mind. You know, if we did, we could just say once and for all, um, 
shut up shut the can i swear i mean just shut the f up so that's what once and for all and then you wouldn't have any problems so let's peel back the layers a little bit here because you talked about uh going through a breakdown after your fashion business failed when you say breakdown what did that look like you cried for two minutes you you went on a bender like what is what did breakdown mean for you well you know i'm a that'd probably be good if i had just sit sat down but um i don't know also in my dreams yeah what do you know what your dreams are like but uh i'm always moving you know i'm always a, a moving person and so i just there's a problem i just move on to the next place so that took me through 45 countries you know i also broke up with my girlfriend at the time and uh we were supposed to go traveling together on this this tour but uh yeah i didn't want to do it together and um yeah so I just kept going, but I mean, I had a great time. I mean, let's not get this wrong, but I didn't enjoy it in the way that you might think because I wasn't in a peaceful state. You know, I wasn't not uh, you know, looking back at it now, writing on your CV, you did all these, all this wonderful tour and people, people like it. But when you're pushing yourself, you know, and you're not, you're always worrying about the gig in the next town and where shall I go? Where shall I sleep? And all that time. It's just this, your, your mental bandwidth really gets sucked in and sucked down. And then after two years on the road, then I had a breakdown from the breakdown. And I just, uh, I met my girlfriend in New Zealand. We were cycling around New Zealand, touring, doing these house concerts, you know, just rocking up in people's living rooms and playing a, playing a show in return for a place to sleep. And after we toured through Asia for eight months, also by bicycle, by tandem this time, she got an offer to go back to, um, to Italy to finish her studies. So I went with her. And, you know, just then I just kind of decompressed in Italy and just kind of gave it all up and didn't do that anymore. And, you know, but I think that's that's what you've got to go through, you know, to you don't realize there's a problem until you can't do it anymore. Does that make sense? Absolutely. A, a lot of times I know hiking for me was cycling for you, where mm -hmm. if my monkey mind wouldn't quiet down, if my emotions wouldn't kind of settle or shut up, um, I'd go hiking. And I thought that would, that would be enough. And I found that you, you can hike, and, and that's good as like a Band-Aid, as a stop holder. But at some point, we have to come back and sit with ourselves. We have to come right. back and reflect on what's happening and, and really you know, pull it apart and get up under the hood. Right. Do, you know, do you notice that when you're doing exercise or when you're when you are moving that your brain is gets on very repetitive thoughts and you're just repeating what's the thing you the last thing you heard or the last conversation you had just repeats do you get that absolutely and i find that if i hike long enough that voice quiets down because then the physical strain of the motion um starts to kick in uh, or, you know, there's some bees swarming. I have to at the dodge or rattlesnakes, uh. you know, na nature, <laughs> nature has a way of bringing me back with, to the present moment with, with you, Leo. I'm sure a near death experience was uh, just around the corner. Now. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm running out of water. Like it, it's, it's yeah. always, always like always the, close uh, to the edge. Snakes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually interviewed on my podcast, Stephen C. Hayes, who he started this acceptance commitment therapy. Have you heard of that? Absolutely. Yep. I've had him on my podcast. Oh, okay. Great. Oh, that's probably actually how we, how I found you actually. It is. Okay, great. So he, I wrote a song for him about action. The first line is that most of us live in a state of constant confusion as automatic thoughts cause circuitous delusions. We don't want these feelings. So choose distractions, diffuse your thoughts and choose how to react. So that was based on his teachings. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The Troubadour. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, you know, that's really kind of sums it up. So there's these techniques he has in the song for, you know, you write down what the voice is repeating at you. Don't think which are appropriate or even true. Just think of them as quarreling children watching amusement. You know, so because a lot of these things, uh, when you, all the time that when you're having an argument with yourself, 
there are two voices, there are pros and cons. So that's obviously not you, because if you had seriously decided to take your own life or to break up with someone or 101 decisions that we argue with ourselves about, you, there wouldn't be this dialogue because you'd be in unanimous agreement and you'd act on it. So this helps you to, when you're listening, when you're, when you're writing these down, these long pay, filling pages and pages of your journal with your arguments, you know, you have to realize that, you know, you're what you're the watch, the watcher, you are the watch, you are watching, you are not either of those voices, you are not the mind, you are higher than that. I love that point of if we were completely aligned, we wouldn't hear the voices because you're right. When, when I get into that state of meditation, there's a point where everything ceases, like the, the, the chatter stops. Um, I kind of lose sense of my physical self. Um, and, and was that part of your experience during that 10 day, uh, retreat Mo moments, Yeah, there moments. were moments, Mo right? Hmm. It's, it's not it's not forever it's not like you do the 10 days and then you're good for the rest of your life yeah then you're a buddha yeah no so it's not like so that. so as a kid i would imagine if as an adult you 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 know are struggling with the monkey mind as a kid it really must have been off the charts were, were you like getting in trouble in school like how did you deal with your emotions as a child and and how did your parents uh you know, influenced the way you handled your emotions? Well, like all children, unless your parents are a therapist or, or, or experts in this or meditation teachers, then you don't, you're not really aware of this. You just, you accept the voices as the me, you know? So, but uh, I've, there's this good technique as well, the fishing line technique. So you, um, you know, if you're, if you're fishing and you catch a big fish, yeah, your line will break if you just, pull it straight in that's nice this is the whole thing of game fishing is that you let it run let it tire itself out then you pull it in then it goes again then you pull it in and you do this because let's just get this straight the conscious mind is is your biggest enemy it's it's been with you for lives after life after life and it runs it thinks it runs the show and it causes it's your biggest enemy it causes all the problems in your life um the good times when you've made the right decision is your higher self manages to trickle down a few words of wisdom and you act upon those but most of the time all the problems we create are just because we're not we're just acting on our impulses and our, our whatever our conscious mind we're you know these cravings and aversions so we have cravings for things i want this i want that i don't want that i don't want that well this is good this is good Oh, this is bad. This is bad. This this is appetite for change. This desire that uh, takes us through through causes all our suffering, basically. So, yeah, I definitely struggle with craving sugar. What what cravings do you have, and how do you work through that? Um, well, that's a great question. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, the moment i don't have any huge cravings but you know usually they flash flash before you so it's good to have you know these habits you know and set rules for yourself you know uh, yeah because a good example of how the you know the conscious mind is uh you know this this craving you're not really craving things like imagine you know lunch is coming up yeah you're getting super hungry super hungry you're a think so you're on your hike and you're thinking about the food that you're going to get when you come back and how you're going to prepare it. And then you do, so you do that and you prepare this, you come home and you make all the food and you just eat it. And as soon as you pick the fork in your first, the, pick the fork up, and put the first bite in your mouth, you pick up your phone and start checking the news or Facebook or Instagram at the same time as you're eating the meal. And then you finishing the plate, you finish eating the, the meal and you put the fork down and you, Oh, I, I didn't really notice I was eating them. It's just this con this this just mind jumping from one thing to another, and then this you can't satisfy cravings by satisfying them, you know, because it's like pouring pouring gasoline on a fire. You know, there's more craving, more craving. It's an inexhaustible thing, so you have to you have to stop that. 
And so the best days, you know, is with habits. So, you know, if you're always, if you're always checking your phone or re- on the toilet, for example, stop it. You know, it's easy to control your mind at these moments of routine because say, for example, you know, you're going around your girlfriend's house and you hate her family. It's so boring or whatever. As an example, I'm not making any judgments here. I don't know your, your private life there, Leo, but just as an example, I know it for me, it's often the way. Um, so if you, and there you have no control of your conscious mind, you know, you might, you might get upset very easily, or you just sit there whole evening, whole meal on your phone, for example. Um, so because you're in, you're, you're surrounded by stimulus, you know, so you, it's very difficult to control in that environment. You haven't practiced in the quiet time. So, so you haven't denied the conscious mind at those moments, like at breakfast, you know, not watching the phone, sitting on the toilet, not watching the phone. And then your mind says, I want, I want this now. I want, I want to be, to have something to do and think. And then you say, no, then you're kind of starting to reel in the, because your mind will come to you and say, what should I be thinking now? What do you want me to think about now? And then you've, you know, you've got it. You know, first of all, I love that fishing line analogy of, you know, if we use too much force in trying to like suppress our thoughts and ideas, that the line's going to break, right? And, and then we don't get fed because we're, we're fishing. We're trying to, trying to catch our meal. So we lose the meal. We lose our, our opportunity for, for nourishment. And, but really if we have patience and perseverance and, we've let go of the line a little bit, we'll do a little give and take at some point, it'll wear itself out. And, uh, for me, uh, that comes typically through journaling. If I, if I journal long enough, I can wear out the, the thoughts, the anxiety, the, um, right, the ruminations. Right. Um, and, and, and then there's nothing. I kind of have to empty out everything. You know, I can't mm. eat sugar. I can't eat food. It has to be a, a, I have to, whether it's through exercise, journaling, um, cleaning, whatever I'm doing, it has to be in, uh, has to be from the inside out. Like where I make kind of expelling stuff until I find the peace. Um, but you've got to get it. You, have, you know, your brain is your bitch. That's what I heard a good quote. So it sounds to me now like your, your, it's like a little toddler and you're just doing whatever it's to keep it happy, you know, or like the, you know, bad relationship you, because it basically is that it is a bad relationship and you're doing everything you can to appease, you know, but if you just confront it directly and just say, you are boring me, you are boring the shit out of me. I am not interested. Then I don't know that that might help. It helps me. I like that. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to get gangster with it. You got to grab it by the shoulders, look it right in the eyes and be like, this is not working for me. And this is what happened with, this is what happened with Eckhart Tolle. You know, he's had a, he had a huge breakdown because he'd done that for years. You know, he'd, uh, you know, been at his beck and call. And then he, one day I'm, I can't take, I I can't live with me anymore. He said, I think in the middle of the night, it just struck him as a huge revelation that he saw this, 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 this separation and at that moment uh, the, the, it was broken forever you know so he could he can now sit in Vipassana for 10 days and not have problems you know that's the stage that we you can get to and it often comes from um, I've known so many people who because of suicidal thoughts have just got to the edge and you know really had a breakdown and then afterwards just kind of melted and been in a bliss state for the rest of their life. So, hmm. Well, I, first of all, my, my first question is, is this why you broke up with your, your first girlfriend? You're just like, you're boring me. Can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, everyone's conscious mind is bad, you know, and, and your family are, in, are also conscious minds. So they're also batshit crazy and, uh, you know, you're all in this, this karmic situation together. So for sure they're, they're going to drive you crazy. So because you know, living with yourself is bad enough, your conscious mind, imagine 
other peoples, other people are hell. So, so are you still single? Is that what you're saying? No, no, I have other people are hell. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But after listening to this podcast, I might be. You're like you. You're hell, but I love you. (laughs) I'll keep you around. (laughs) She's good for me. She, she. I have a good. um, I have a good affirmation. because I, I'm in the Ethereum Society, and we, I've got a lot of affirmations from my, uh, from the master there, Doctor George King, and um, one of them, going back to what you said, is uh, about living in perfection and it being a, it being progress. It's every day in every way I'm getting better and better and better and better. Every day in every way I'm getting better and better and better and better. And you say this to yourself every night, and you can cure diseases through that. It's because your your subconscious mind responds to messages from the conscious. This is a lot of the times people get sick. It's just because of continuous negative thoughts, which trickle down. Your subconscious answers them with with creating disease and because dis ease. You're not at ease, so you're diseased. You know, I just read an article yesterday about how a lot of chronic pain is emotional pain manifesting itself physically and that through journaling um, people can reduce and in some cases even eliminate their chronic pain so as you're talking about you know self-talk and um, you know what we're saying to ourselves having an effect on our body uh, research and science is showing that journaling which is a form of self-talk uh, has an impact right, right yeah i wrote a song called uh unclench um and that's that really is what exactly what you're saying like the, with this clenched fist you know this tension this is our bodies grow around the tension we take on its form becoming whatever it is we imagine we're energetic creatures but deny our very nature as we focus on the mass that it creates so you know you see you see old people with rounded shoulders and heads bent low, you know, it's, and then you say, Oh, I've got the arthritis or I've got this degenerative bone disease, but they're weighed down by emotion, you know, and you're just getting your head down and down and down. If you just, if you open and you see these old yoga masters, they're ramrod straight, you know, so, and these monks, so it's all your, your mind makes the body, the body doesn't, make the mind so what's your your daily practice now you know and because we, we, we talked about you know how riding on your bike for 45 through 45 different countries didn't wasn't enough to really quiet the mind and um you know you, you make music what do you have a daily practice uh yeah sure to, yeah. to stabilize yourself a morning routine <clears throat> yeah i mean i live in the countryside so it's very destabilizing for someone like me to be in a city because it's just too stimulating. You know, it's too much stimulation. When I lived in Amsterdam, you know, there's people to see places to go, you know, it's just so, so great, you know? So I, you know, if I go to bed at one o'clock, you know, I'm ruined the next day. I I can't, I can't function. I need, I need a good eight hours and I need the routine. You know, I had a sleep doctor on the podcast um, and his number one tip, of all the, you know, you think it's going to be something. You didn't think it was going to be this, but his tech, his tip was wake up at the same time every day, exactly the same time, weekends, holidays, because this is really a foundation of health. So I've already done that. And then, so that gives me a, you know, I wake up quarter to six. That gives me a set, a set routine. You know, I drink some water and then I go to the meditation room and I do, um, I sit, sits quietly, get there in the silence, find the silence. And then I do a mantra, a Sanskrit mantra. And I repeat that. And then I do pranayama. Um, I do 32 minutes of pranayama because the sun radiates. You, they say this, you find this out in yoga that uh, prana, the sun radiates five types of prana, which changes every 32 minutes. So if you do this, the practice at the same time every day, throughout throughout every five after five days you've you've absorbed all the five pranas in equal amount 
And so you keep doing that. And that has really locked me in. And then for the, then for the some, I'm sorry, just cut, for the listeners out there, what is pranayama? A restraint of the breath. So there's many different ones. You can do the alternate nostril breathing. You can hold and then you hold the breath in the body or you hold the breath out the body. And then the prana is like nature abhors a vacuum. So it, the prana has to come in through the chakras and this awakens the chakras because you're not bringing it, taking it from food, water, or, or, um, or air. So you're, you're holding it. So then the body starts to develop and you open all your nadis. And, uh, this is the, this is the fundamental, one of the, of the best ways to grow through yoga. You know, we all think yoga is asanas and doing, doing positions, physical positions, but that's really just so you can <clears throat> get the body ready for the sitting tech, sitting practices. So after the, uh, I'll keep going here. You jump in anytime. Now I'm just rambling. So anything interests you, you want me to expand on just, just let me know, Leo. Okay. Well, yeah, I so, tell you what, the thing that popped in my brain is the, and, cause I talked about asthma earlier and then I watched the movie Dune and they were talking about spices and, and, um, how like other planets were trying to steal spices off of this one planet. And then it just had me thinking about the number of times throughout history where wars have been really fought over spices. Like it's been a way of currency and trade and, and how spices have also been used as, as for healing. And I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up because I know you're in, you know, in an Ayurvedic space and, um, um, I, I'm sure that you also subscribe to like the doshas. Um, yeah. and so, I'm now starting to explore how to use herbs to treat my asthma because it's not heart related. It has to do with environmental uh, irritants. Um, and so my question for you was, uh, are you aware of any herbs that have been used to improve, if not asthma, but, but breathing? Yeah. What, what's your kind of asthma? Where do you live? San Diego. Okay. Are you by the sea? Yep. Ocean. Is, by the ocean, yeah. So you still, what kind of asthma? Is it dry or is it uh, tightening of the chest or is it uh, Tight, mucus? Tightening, it's tightening of the chest. Because asthma, I had it when I was a kid as well, and it's, it's a mental thing, though. It comes from, from stress as well. Are you stressed? Uh, I would say I'm typically stressed, yeah. I mean, uh, the past couple... Especially these past couple years have been stressful. And does, and does it come when you have it? Does the asthma attack come when you're stressed? No, it doesn't. Oh, so, okay, let me rephrase that. Chest tightness comes with stress, but not asthma. It, so the, the chest tightness might be an asthma-related symptom, but... Uh, but the asthma is usually 99.9% of the time triggered by exertion. So okay, like if I'm exercise. hiking, treadmill, um, okay. things like that. Well, I mean, you know, you can look for herbs and there are many things, but if I were you, I'd go to the root cause and definitely do pranayama because A, it's relaxing. So because... With these with these meditation techniques, I don't know what meditation your technique doing. I presume you, you're concentrating on something. You're concentrating on the breath or repeating a a mantra in your head. Yeah, I cycle through. I do the alternate nostril breathing. I do the the. Oh, so the, you do pranayama? The, yep, and uh, but I mix it up. You know, I'm not I'm not practicing the same thing every session. Okay, so and you you hold the breath as well. I do uh I do HRV breath work also the 5.5 in 5.5 out. Okay. Um I don't do much of the holding of the breath. Okay, well this is what um this is what will help a lot because this is going to expand your going to increase the the wattage in your body because a lot of people do meditation. So and that that really helps, you know, because we're all in a confused state, you know. The conscious mind is, as we've as we've established, is the is the criminal here, and so you want to get 
you want to build a foundation, you know, it's like the archer taking the bow, you know, you want to get, if you've got a crazy monkey mind, you're not going to be able to sit there and do anything. So you want to do this meditation, which is basically concentration. Meditation is, is actually something much higher. That's actually when you raise Kundalini. So it's actually the wrong word we use in, in Western, in Western circles. It's just concentration. So you concentrate on one thing, can be a spot on the wall, can be a candle flame, can be the sensation of respiration. It could be a, uh, a mantra in your head. Um, so then you still, you concentrate the mind, you teach it to, to focus on one thing and not, not to no grasshopper mind, but it doesn't. So that doesn't, that's great for getting you the foundation, but it doesn't increase the wattage in your body. You know, there's a, as an organism we're we're energetic creatures. Yeah. We're electric electricity. So you want to, you want to power up the body and you do this with, um, with pranayama because it, it's a cleansing technique, but it also increases the, increases the voltage in the body. So you can, once you're doing more pranayama, you can, I mean, I, I had an Ayurvedic treatment in India and I was, I could breathe in for, a, for 90 seconds and breathe in one breath out 90 seconds, and then out one breath, 90 seconds. And, you know, there's people who can hold the breath, you know, for half an hour longer. Um, so this will help to, to also definitely treat the asthma because you're, you're just improving the lungs, you know, and the circulation system, you're building this, this incredible system. So if you start doing the retention and no one can tell you the count, you know, you should just breathe in, count the, count the breath in, how long you breathe in for hold for as long as you can if you're doing the alternate breath you breathe in for a count and then you double it you hold the double account and then you breathe out but if you're just doing a the basic, most simple breath exercise you can do is just breathe in hold your breath and breathe out breathe in hold your breath and breathe out and that's that'll really just it's 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 20 coffees it's uh it's it's uh it's stronger than any drug. It's this was an incredible technique. And this will also, this will develop you incredibly and I should cure your, cure your asthma guaranteed. The fact that you said 20 coffees, I think a lot of people got excited, man, because uh, Starbucks is getting more <laughs> and more expensive and people are definitely probably looking for alternatives. Gas is shooting through the roof, coffee's spiking, um, yeah. all these things. So, you know, you were sharing with us your morning routine. First of all, thank you for that. And it's, it's, that's going to, that's encouraging me to get back to my pranayama uh, breathing because I, I did stray away from it. Um, but you're talking about how when you wake up, uh, you know, you drink water, you meditate, you have a mantra, you go into some breath work. And then is there anything else that you tie into your morning routine? Yeah, so do some yoga and then so the the idea is to put off any stimulation as late as possible. So and also turn it off as early in the night as possible. So you're getting like twelve hours without without information, you know, without any new without this stimulation, because that really that'll really if if you wake up in the morning, have a cup of coffee and check your messages and then try and meditate after that, you know, you're a mess. So and then throughout the day I try and do do more practices, you know, especially between tasks. It really helps to, uh, you know, to break up the day so you don't run because a lot of the stress comes from, you know, your conscious mind is a is a beast. If it's anything like mine, you know, it's it's a worker. It wants to get. I've trained mine to do a lot of work, and I want to always be doing things. And so, if I try and put it, you know, get it to sit down in the middle of the day after it's built up so much huge momentum it's uh, it's a nightmare so it's good to break between tasks like if you go out i work from home so if i go out for a walk when i come home you know first thing i come in the home in the house is just try and you know sit still for a minute you know just get back in the moment break between the tasks so you don't you're not running into the next task into the next task into the next task get some buffers in there and i try and do some some midday meditation as well because you know, if you're just meditating once a day, it's, it's, the effect has worn off. You know, the, the benefits have worn off by the time you've, you've got to work and you've got caught up. So, you know, unless you've truly mastered it, like 
and a master or even just someone like Eckhart Tolle once you've you've trained the beast and you've got it in the net but for the rest of us you need to keep you need to do regular regular little practices and just you know you can have mindfulness bell on your phone or make appointments with yourself to to go into the silence um and then in the evening you know same thing you know i always work backwards so you know put your things for breakfast or out the evening before you know as soon as you get up in the morning you, you make sure the bed's ready for bed in the evening and you know you make the food the food's ready for dinner's ready in the morning so your food so you work backwards through the day so everything's prepared so you're always there's no stresses everything's you're always ahead of the game you know before you have a shower you put the bed you put your clothes on the bed so you come out the shower everything's ready for you it's you just you, you predetermine all your thoughts and actions so you're in you are the one in complete control um and this is why routine is so so helpful because you're doing the same thing you did yesterday and the day before so but yeah, predetermine all your thoughts and actions is one of the greatest quotes that I, I live by. I love that. Predetermine all your thoughts and actions. I really love the idea too of, you know, taking break between taking a break between the different tasks. Cause you're right. Uh, and I'm definitely guilty of this where I just want to go from thing to thing to thing. I'm like, I gotta keep up the momentum. And I think right. that's what we're afraid of. The, the 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 fear of missing out uh of not missing out but on losing the momentum it's like well i got three things done maybe i can get five things done or ten things and then we just end up crashing and the problem with crashing is then it takes us that much longer to fall asleep at night and then we can't wake up at the same time as you suggested and also your breathing gets higher you get, your breath gets higher in your body faster shallower um breath is brain waves so you know you said you do the hrv breathing i've got the sweet beat app of hrv app i use the heart strap as well and you know breathe in five in five out and you get that beautiful curves and it's fantastic and um that really helps to because once you breathe breathing is breath is gone um you know it's, it's very important to keep the breath actually one of the secrets from the mystery schools is that you are you are born with so many breaths. You're, you're, every life is allotted a number of breaths, so that if you breathe, if you can breathe four times a minute, you're going to live a lot longer. If you're breathing fast, like everyone else, you look, look at the big animals; they breathe very slowly, and you look at your dog or your cat. You know they're they're pumping through their their lifespan quite quickly, but they all get the same number of breaths. Slow down mm. your breathing, people. Yeah. I was getting quite high in this conversation because I'm doing all the talking, so my breath's shot now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, perfect timing because we're about to land this plane here, Jack. Okay, um, bring me down. Uh, Take me please, down with it. Please uh, tell the people where they can find you and, uh, and, and all your things. Plug everything you got. Okay. Well, thank you for this opportunity, Leo. I would say because of pod songs, I've interviewed all these psychiatrists and therapists. That's why I'm such an expert now and have all, all my shit together. Not, um, but I'm getting there. So if you go to podsongs.com, you can listen to past episodes and they're grouped by um, uh, psychology and meditation as a whole, all of the episodes. And I've spoken to some really great psychologists um and as i said i wrote a song about victor frankel as well logotherapy i didn't interview him but uh i did interview someone else who inspired me about that so go to podsongs.com i'm also on this all the socials podsongs um and i'm in the ethereum society which is a fantastic spiritual organization uh go to ethereum a-e-t-h-r t-h-e-r-i-u-s dot org and that's got some great breathing practices, mantras, uh, meditations, and, and teachings that will blow you away. Excellent. And then last two questions. Uh, what are you looking forward to, Jack Stafford? Um, oh, I'm very focused on, on work at the moment, but I'm also expecting... Uh, uh, a child so that's that's the thing i'm most looking forward to what 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 uh, 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 
congratulations. Uh, do we Thank know what it much. is? Do we know? It's a boy. It's a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So, uh, so that means we're going to get a, we're going to get another bicycle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we're going to get the with the what? What are the wheels? The support wheels? Uh, right. Yeah, tra uh, training wheels. Yeah, training wheels. Clearly, I don't have a kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, last question, Jack, because always imagine there's one person listening in who may be on the precipice of wanting to end their life. Before you kill yourself, what would you say to them, Jack Stafford? Well, always do what's best for other people is, I know that's, a, that's the thing that's helped me most. If I've ever been depressed, it's not because I've not been suicidal because of someone else's problems. I've only ever been depressed because of what's happening to me. So if we can live in service to others, um, because people always say, you know, you know, don't, don't do it because, you know, your parents or your loved ones will miss you. And, you know, it's hard to see that when you're in such a, a dark place, but when you do think that, that, you know, it's, it's, you're not, you're not unhappy because of all the starving children there out there. You're not happy because you're not suicidal because of the homeless problem or, or someone else's, um, or the political situation. It's always my position so if if you could just get that insight there and and then go out go forward and live in service to others and devote the rest of your life to to helping other people then you can live in bliss you know because you know sitting on a meditation mat is is just helping you and you should only do that you shouldn't go in your life ambition should be go to go into a cave or spend years in meditation searching for bliss that's the wrong thing to aim for that's not i won't even you won't even achieve bliss like that the way to do is selfless service to others and if you serve other people you will get back you get back twice so i think that's the one, the only advice i i could offer to anyone in that situation thank you so much jack stafford thank you so much listeners for tuning in Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help for you calling the 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-273-TALKS or all the other international phone numbers that are listed, whether you're in Italy, Sri Lanka, uh, Croatia, uh, Africa, wherever in the world you are, there are international suicide hotline numbers for you. You can talk, you can chat. There are groups that you can join. There is support, but you have to be willing to make that first step to reach out, to connect, to say, I need help. The pain is too much. You can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one -on -one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together. Thanks so much, Jack. My pleasure. Thank you, Leah.